when it comes to like this veganism thing and being pushy or not, I feel like if I were a pushy vegan and be yelling all the time and telling people they're not good enough, instead of making a vegan, I'd make someone who hates the vegan movement. Like I'd much rather be someone who changes just one meal in one person a week and that's it. Even if that's as far as it went, I'd rather have done that. Hello and welcome to another episode of TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, social media, and other topics that we find interesting to talk about. Today we're kind of doing an in the news type episode because there seems to be some... Drama? I guess we could call it drama. Some things going on in the vegan community that are raising a lot of attention. Like a lot of stuff that we've also been talking about, like just between us. So they kind of caught our attention pretty quickly. Yes, we can relate to the discussions. So yeah. now we're going to we, share our thoughts. Which should we start with? Uh, should we start with Vegandale? Sure. Okay. So Catherine, what is Vegandale? Um, so Vegandale isn't technically its name. Vegandale is just its branding, I think. Vegandale is a, I'm trying to figure out a good way to explain it, is like a community of businesses owned by 5700 Inc., which is the creator of the Vegandale Food and Drink Festival in Toronto, Chicago, and where else? Austin? I don't know. I don't know. There's LA? three. I, I don't know if they have one in LA. I think that might be a different one. Um, but there's three different festival locations. They're a pretty big company now. Mm -hmm. They've got six restaurants sla restaurants slash stores in toronto um located in a neighborhood that we call parkdale mm -hmm. they've decided to kind of brand themselves vegandale mm -hmm. um which you know play on the neighborhood name um but hasn't really sit very well with the community or toronto as a whole why um, well, Parkdale itself, I don't know tons of the history of Parkdale, but I've heard, like, Parkdale's a pretty low-income area, mm -hmm. and they've had a lot of history struggling with their, like, identity and, like, keeping themselves Parkdale, and when this business kind of came in, I think they started with two, like, mm -hmm. stores, Doomies and uh, The Imperative? Yeah. So they started with two different locations, and they kind of, like, coined the name Vegandale, so when they came in, it kind of felt like they were almost trying to rename a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and people did not take lightly to that, um, paired with their really aggressive marketing strategy in that I don't know if this is what they're trying to do, but it comes off to a point where they think vegans are better than other people. Like very like our morals are better than your morals, basically. Yeah, not exactly a relatable brand and not yeah. like inclusive to people yeah i feel like it relates closely to like vegan activists and like people who are very very dedicated to the vegan movement the extreme but, but yeah right? but not really anyone else and not even us and no. we're vegan so pretty sure we are yeah yeah so i'm questioning <laughs> um it. so there's been a lot of drama going around there parkdale's been super angry toronto's been super angry about it um, and they recently held a, like, forum meeting, town hall type yeah. thing to talk about Vegandale because they just opened three new stores, mm -hmm. um, bringing their total to six in a very small area, yeah. like, basically within a block. Mm -hmm. There's been three, six stores now open, and they had this, like, big block party to celebrate the opening of three locations. 
And one of the locations is called Vegandale Brewery, mm-hmm. which I think is the one that's getting the most attention. Well, yeah, rightfully it's so. It's called Vegandale Brewery, which, you know, the name's not sitting well with the community, but it's also their, like, slogan for the store is called Morality on Tap. Yeah. And one of their beers is called that, I think. It's like Superiority IPA so, yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And that just kind of, like, I think that's kind of what triggered us a yeah, little bit definitely. more. Because, like... We don't agree with that. No. No one is superior than the other. And that's yeah. not how you make a change in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it might change a few people. I'm not saying that's, like, impossible to change people with that. But I don't think it'll reach a majority of people that way. And I don't think that's what we want veganism to be known for mm-hmm. or known as. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of the gist of what's going on. There's kind of a lot more involved in it. But I think that sums up, for the most part, what's going on. Um, But so the forum happened, like town hall type thing happened, and they had like in place, I think there's like four demands. It sounds so weird, but like (laughs) they came up with a list of four things they would like to communicate to Vegandale Mm -hmm. or 5700 Inc. Um, One of them, I actually have them, hold on. They have four demands, which it sounds so weird to say that. Demands. Um, But the first one is to remove Vegandale branding. From everywhere from everywhere i think they just don't want them to consider themselves vegan dale okay um that's what i get from this mm-hmm. uh the second one is to stop moral superiority branding which i mean is the one i agree with most yeah and that's more of a vegan problem than a parkdale problem is it not yeah okay. i think it's a sense yeah it's more of a like veganism issue where they're like because like there's tons of vegan businesses in toronto yeah none of them market the way that this brand does no. um so they're not, like, saying that they don't want vegan branding. They just don't want this kind of vegan branding. Yeah. Um, and then there's the third one is long-term financial commitment to contribute to an existing food security slash justice initiative. So I assume that's, like, a food bank or something like that. Right. And then four, which is the one I have the most issues with. Okay. Is the 60% local, brackets, Parkdale, and equitable hiring. I totally get equitable hiring. Yeah. Every business should be doing that. There shouldn't have to be a demand. I don't know if they're doing that. I'm sure they are. But, like, the 60% local Parkdale hiring is a little bit, like, no other businesses in the area have to do that that I know of. Yeah. No other businesses have said they had to do that, so I don't see why they should have to do that. I understand encouraging people to hire local is great. That's a great way to be a part of the community. I don't think they shouldn't hire local. But I don't think if they're, I don't think they should be held to a percentage standard if not every other business in Parkdale is. I totally agree. I mean, we don't know what the requirements are for other businesses, but I feel like that can't really be a requirement. No. How can anyone, like, you, there's, BIA, I don't think BIAs, like, I don't, this wasn't even done by the BIA. Yeah. I think this was just, like, yeah. general, like, crowdsourced thing. No one can, like, they're privately held businesses. You can't force them to hire a certain percentage of people from something or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can force any business to do that. No, and if it's not something that a lot of the other businesses are already doing, it's not. it doesn't make sense to team up on Vegandale for this particular yeah. reason. It feels like it's just another thing you're piling on top. Yeah, you're just basically being like, you know what, since we're mad at you already, let's just add this. Yeah, while we're at it, hire more people from Parkdale. Yeah, but I think for the most part, we're on the side of Parkdale. Yeah. Um, and that's been, it's been interesting because a lot of vegans aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably a little bit. Like, I get where a lot of the vegans are coming from because 
you know, it seems like it's kind of an attack on veganism, but I don't think it is. Which the park, like people it's, of Parkdale? It, yeah, it okay. seems like this, how this is happening because it's a vegan business that's coming in and all this stuff. Right. It almost can be like misunderstood as an attack to veganism. Like right. if it yeah, was yeah, another yeah. brand coming in that wasn't vegan, people probably wouldn't right. have an issue okay. with it. Um, but I don't think that's true. I don't think so either. I think Parkdale is one of those neighborhoods that's just really sensitive to like, not saying overly sensitive, but I think they're sensitive to who they are and like their culture within. So I think any business that came in and did this would have big protest from the residents there, especially a brand that isn't that cheap. Yeah, that that's one thing we haven't even mentioned because you did mention Parkdale is like a lower income yeah, area. Like, but these vegan businesses are not necessarily catering to low income. No, not at all. Consumers. Yeah, um, like Parkdale has very expensive housing there, but a lot of its residents there are not high income residents. Like, there's a lot of homelessness there, a lot of like poverty there, and there's not a lot of like. Like, it's growing, yeah. and it's growing every day. It's awesome, but it's generally a lower-income neighborhood. So it's hard to see a business come in and be like, we're open to everybody, but we're going to charge $15 for a plate of pancakes. Yeah. Are there other businesses in this area that are more affordable? I don't I mean, know I'm the not, area that well. I haven't been to a lot of places in Parkdale. I've been to a couple. Um, they seem to be a little more affordable. I don't know how much. Like, I don't know if it's drastically mm. different. The places that I've been to have been pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's it's difficult because vegan food in general can sometimes be a little bit more mm-hmm. expensive anyways. But that's also because it's a higher quality of food. So, I, I don't know. Anywhere you put them, you could argue this is too much for this neighborhood, It's different because right? it's like, like, I mean, it just closed down, but there used to be like a food co-op there where cl- food was a little cheaper and stuff too. There's a lot of thrift stores there. So it is a lower, like stuff isn't like, there's no fancy stores that are there opening up like mm-hmm. high-end restaurants or anything. It's not saying Vegandale's a high-end restaurant, but like a lot of the stuff is like family run they make it as cheap as possible from what I know, yeah. um, from what I've visited. And there's a lot of, like, thrift stores and stuff like that. Um, I used to go to a bar there a lot. The bar's pretty cheap. Um, so, like, they're all businesses that have been there a long time. And they're businesses that um, tend to keep it on the cheaper side. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vegandale, I-, I guess we should call it 5700 because that's the actual name. Vegandale, whatever. They're not that. Like, I've only been... We've been to the Imperative, which yeah. is not cheap. No. Um, but none of those types of stores are really that cheap. Those, like, specialty, yeah, like, it's clothing like a boutique stores and stuff. Almost, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've been to Mythology, which is not cheap either. Mm-hmm. And and even, like, going to Mythology, um, like, I love Doug McNish and I love his food. But what, they, what the food costs is not worth it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it is really pricey yeah. for, like, I went there for brunch, too. So it's not even, like, yeah. brunch is that expensive. I haven't been there for dinner, so I don't know how much it is. Um, but I found the food pretty expensive, more expensive than I thought it was going to be. So do you think that there is a neighborhood in Toronto that would have been better suited for Vegandale to take over? I honestly think they could have just, like, moved a couple of blocks over so that they're more in Liberty. Yeah. Less in Parkdale. Um, but honestly, I think any kind of neighborhood where you're going to, like, especially Toronto, Toronto's so big on neighborhoods, but I think any neighborhood where you would have went in and tried to rebrand it yeah. would have not gone well. Pricing would have done better in like a place like Liberty or Queen Street or mm-hmm. somewhere where it's, you know, you expect to spend a little bit more money, right. Yorkville or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, even like Bloor, like where I am around, like yeah. Bloordale, like would have been a better area to do it. But I don't know. I think if the biggest issue is like, I don't think they would have, no neighborhood would have been happy with them coming in and rebranding the neighborhood. Right. Do you, Which I don't know if it was their intention. I, I think it was yeah. just a cute play on words. It is clever. Yeah. I think it was like a cute little play on words, but I think they overused it to a point where people are like, okay, this, you know, it's not Vegandale. This is Parkdale. Yeah. Um, it's hard because it is a clever way to categorize this little section of yeah. businesses they've put together, but there's no way to, because there's so many of them, it really does feel like a takeover. It it, it does. Do like you, Now you said that maybe a, more higher income neighborhood would have been better mm-hmm. do you think that I don't know, this could be controversial but do you think that they chose parkdale because it's cheaper rent for them i don't know if it is cheaper rent like i have no idea what rent like because rent residential rent when i was like looking for a place to live is pretty on par with the rest of the city other than like the really expensive like yorkville and right. liberty like those are just expensive no matter what but like rent in parkdale isn't much cheaper for the residents than it is anywhere else in the city. But what about for the businesses? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea what the business is. Because if there rent. was a business advantage for them being in a lower income area. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think there have been a lot of like recent closures there. So they might have like taken notice of that. And that way they can keep all their businesses in one yeah. area. Um, which again, I don't think is that smart of an idea. I think they should have spread it out. Like, really? I, yeah. I Like it seems weird to me because it almost seems like they're Competing? all in competition with each other. Yeah, I don't know, because then I look at it the other way, like, you could so easily go try a little bit of something at all these places yeah. and not have to drive around the city, because yeah. that is super annoying. But yeah, no, it's just like, it's hard when it's like one brand who now has six locations in a one block area. Yeah. Like, it is not a big area that they're in, and like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know what the state of the business is in, um the businesses prior to them when those locations were if they were bought out if they just simply went out of business and it's just been luck that they've been able to get these spots right, yeah. but from the outside it literally looks like a takeover yeah. it's like they're playing monopoly yeah and they're kind of winning that section <laughs> right <laughs> um but at the same time um the brewery vegandale brewery is in an old brewery hmm building but they partnered up with that old brewery yeah so like there's still like signs of that one kind of it's mostly vegan dale branding but there was i think it was called like duggins or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that um so that's still there um so like maybe they just partnered up and then completely rebranded it to vegan dale because why not i yeah. don't know but um yeah i don't know it's such a confusing thing to think about yeah the vegandale versus parkdale conversation is a bit difficult but i think the brand the way vegandale brands itself is another conversation that we haven't touched on yet i know that yeah the branding is my biggest issue with them um because even like especially i hate the name of their ice cream shop not your mother what does that mean the cow you're not supposed to be drinking the milk you drink the milk from your mom you don't drink the milk from the cow because that's the baby calf's milk and I get that, like, I understand, okay. but, like, to me, that's not a good name if you want to attract other people there, like, non-vegans. I honestly didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, because, I don't know, ice cream shops have all kinds of weird names <laughs> these days, it seems like, so I was like, okay, just another weirdly named ice cream shop. Yeah. Whatever. It's like a thing, like, a lot of vegan activists like to say. Like, not your mother. Yeah. Well, oh, like so I- out of the loop. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know cow's milk is for baby cows not you yeah type thing yeah 
I don't know. I really hate the name of that ice cream shop. Yeah. Um. And and Vegandale Brewery, like I don't, I don't know. I remember when they changed their name to Vegandale because they didn't start as Vegandale. Uh huh. Um. They had because they opened Doomies and Imper- the Vegan Imperative yeah. before they were even titled Vegandale yeah. at all. Um, and they also had their food festival before they were even called Vegandale, which was just called the Vegan Food and Drink Festival, yeah. which I thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went to it. Mm-hmm. You know, fun time. Um, I remember when they rebranded, when they, like, they kind of announced their plan to open a bunch of stores. They, like, had that, like, weird virtual thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big issue, too. Yeah. Because, like, it literally, they showed us. Oh, it was yeah. like It was like they were redeveloping the yeah. street. That's literally what it looked like. Yeah. So, like, because that's, like the type of image that a condo developer yeah. would put up at the corner and like yeah. people get pissed at that mm-hmm. um so it literally looked like they were redeveloping this street um and i remember that was when they made their like official change to vegandale and i was like this is gonna have issues i think yeah um i didn't really pay much attention to it or see what all the fuss was about until their brewery yeah. branding was revealed and the name of their drinks and stuff like that that was like like that's just just a step in the wrong direction for veganism yeah and like i'm having trouble like i mean again i've only been we've been to the imperative once um and i've been to doomies once i did not like doomies mm-hmm. doomies decent food is just way too greasy for me um and i've been to mythology once and honestly i have no urge to go to any of their other really restaurants like none at all like i kind like it would be lovely to have a vegan brewery i love the idea of a vegan brewery yeah i just like I, like, think about it, and then I'm like, you know what? I, like, don't want to support the, like, making other people feel terrible about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, that's not nice in any kind of business. Oh, yeah, no. That's not the way to... Like, I guarantee you, if some sort of, like, meat company started saying morally superior meat, vegans would be going crazy. Oh, yeah. Triggered. Like, so, like, I just don't understand this whole notion of, like... They're sitting in a boardroom thinking of their marketing thing and they're like, yeah, let's guilt people go- to going vegan. Yeah, let's call like, everybody else immoral and we're superior because we are vegans. Yeah. Mm. It just like, it does not jibe with me. <laughs> no, I don't. It doesn't jive with some other vegans. It definitely will not jive with people who aren't vegan. Yeah. It'll make them feel like they're not welcome there at all. Yeah. Can you imagine being a non-vegan and being like, oh, I want to go here, but I feel like if they find out I'm not vegan... I'm going to be treated poorly because yeah. they think they're better than me. Yeah. That's 100% how I would feel yeah. and how even I interpret like, that branding. Well, it's even like me. Like, I still have leather clothing from, like, before going vegan. So I still have a leather jacket and a leather leather purse. I would feel so uncomfortable walking into that restaurant or that brewery with a leather jacket. But why? I'm mm-hmm. still vegan and I had it before going vegan. But, like... I'm, it's all of a sudden going to make me feel uncomfortable because I'm going to think they're judging me for still owning a vegan or yeah. leather jacket. Like, you're not creating a safe environment. Yeah. And, like, I feel like even if they're, like, I'm not saying any of them are bad people or they're this is the message they're trying to get across, but, like, I feel like it can be, cons- like, construed that way. And even people who are just guests of the restaurant could get mad at other guests for having a yeah. leather jacket on or not being vegan or whatever and like they could think it's okay because the branding says it's okay yeah like if all of the really intense vegans like to hang out there i would probably not want to go there because i i wouldn't feel like i fit in i wouldn't feel like i would 
I would just feel judged, yeah. completely judged. And I don't know how anybody would want to go and enjoy that dining experience. Yeah, I am curious what, like, I know they had a really good turnout for their opening weekend, but I'm curious how the turnout, like, the if, percentages yeah. play out, if it's, like, mostly vegans, yeah. if it's a lot non-vegans. I'm very curious about that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure non-vegans are excited about it, too, but, like... I don't know. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I can't imagine what non-vegans feel like. (laughs) And I'm also trying to understand the perspective of a vegan who doesn't disagree with it and thinks that this whole morality and superiority thing is an okay way to present the brand. Yeah, no, I don't... I'm trying to understand that. I understand vegan siding with Vegandale. I t- get that because it's an, ve- you want more vegan businesses out there. It makes yeah. it easier for you, easier to spread the vegan message. I get that. And I get from the outside that it could look like they're just attacking a vegan business. What I don't get is the people who are like, yeah, we are morally superior. And I was like, what? I don't <laughs> no. know. Yeah. I don't know how you can call yourself a vegan and be that disrespectful to other humans yeah i was like on facebook the other day and like there's a whole discussion about vegandale going on and someone um literally comment because someone commented that be like you know we have to be kind to all animals that includes humans and someone's like no actually veganism is just doing the least amount of harm to animals not humans and i was like what like okay even if that's the definition are you an asshole yeah like who cares if that's the textbook definition be kind to humans too because you're a human that's what being human is like i don't understand how even if that's not the textbook definition of veganism how you could justify being a dick to somebody if that is the textbook definition of veganism we need to change that because that is probably doing the most harm to veganism than anything else oh absolutely because veganism needs to be about kindness to everyone including animals and then kindness to our planet yeah those are the staples that get us somewhere yeah none of this other like dividing and non-inclusive shit yeah like it bothers me that people like suddenly like put this like level on veganism or is that if you're not doing it 100% vegan all the time for every little thing that you do you're all of a sudden not good enough or you're not doing enough and you're like you like no one applauds the effort Mm -hmm. and I hate that about the vegan movement no one's like wow that's so awesome you're not eating meat for this meal that's so cool and said they're like yeah but what about the rest of your meals and I was like just like who wants to stay vegan when they're getting all this harsh criticism yeah like I was um I mean, this kind of rolls into our next piece of topic with Kalel. Yeah, we should sum up our Vegandale versus Parkdale conversation yeah. because we are getting into the other side. I will say this about it. It's disappointing because I feel like a lot of these restaurants have potential to be so mm-hmm. good and part of me wants to be able to experience those. Like, yeah. But there's so many other things that make me not Doomies had good food. Go. Not food for me because it's way too greasy and I felt gross after mythology had great food just a little on the pricier side it's not that their product isn't good yeah i would love to be able to go and support them every once in a while but i just can't get on board with their branding right now i know and the bakery looks good the ice cream Mm -hmm. i'm always down for ice cream but always down for beer yeah so it feels so frustrating because i want to support these and i want them to do well but they're not doing it the way that i can agree with yeah morally i can't agree with what you're doing exactly (laughs) and like to me, like, I'm all for the animals, but I put people first. And, like, and I think I might get some backlash for saying that. But to me, I'm, like, I, I mean, I, okay, I'm trying to think of a way to explain this. Everyone is equal to me, like, yeah. animals and people. But, like, I can't justify 
being vegan if it means being a dick to everyone else who's not vegan like to me that's just not no like that's not what we signed up for no (laughs) i'm vegan so that i can help save some animals but not so that i can pressure and make everyone else feel uncomfortable about their choices exactly all right, let's get to our other topic in Kal-El. the news. Kalel. Kalel made some waves. Oh, yeah. She made some tidal waves. She's going through some changes, I think. She is. I mean, she is kind of a transformative person from time yeah. to time. She goes through these things. So for anyone who doesn't know, Kalel is a YouTuber. One of the biggest vegan YouTubers. Yeah. Um, she's been on YouTube for a, a while now. I want to say like close to 10 years i was gonna say probably eight or nine years now yeah she's up there with like the original youtubers and um she's also happens to be a vegan Mm -hmm. so she's always kind of and a lot of her content is based around veganism yes so she promotes it a lot and this week she posted a video i think it was called like psa for vegans or something in a series of a bunch of videos and she said in the video it was the hardest one yes that she was this one she was the most nervous to post about and i get why Mm -hmm. based on the feedback she got (laughs) so it basically outlines her struggle with feeling like she's not vegan enough Mm -hmm. and therefore not wanting to identify with veganism because of all the backlash that comes with not being a perfect vegan yeah and she talked about how Every once in a while, like very, very rarely, she gives into some cravings for like a chocolate bar that isn't vegan, but it's usually like once or twice a year. She yeah. mentioned that. Um, and I'm trying to remember what else she mentioned in that video. If Was that it? That was the whole like non-vegan part of it? That that was like the biggest thing, yeah. I think. So um, she talked about how she just knowingly eats a little bit of dairy every year because Every once in a while, she just feels like she needs something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, she's craving it. She's feeling like something from her childhood. I totally get that. Yeah. And then she followed that up with the fact that she has pretty much veganized everything else in her life. Like, she got rid of all of her leather. Mm -hmm. Like, everything. She did a step that a lot of people don't do. Exactly. She got rid of anything that wasn't pure vegan. Yeah. Oh, I think she also mentioned that sometimes she buys, like, um, non-vegan makeup oh okay like very occasionally or something or like and i know i remember i don't know if she said she's ever bought one but i remember she was saying she got really frustrated trying to find good quality shoes that were vegan Mm -hmm. and that sometimes she like she bought a vegan pair of shoes but then learned that the sole wasn't vegan and instead of returning them she just kept them or something like that um so like there's like little things that aren't 100 percent vegan um and i think she like led into the conversation and wanted to like talk about how you know being the perfect vegan sometimes is a little hard to do and you know if you screw up or not even screw up if you just intentionally buy a candy bar every once in a while you're not a failure at being vegan and you're not like this horrible person yeah she got a lot of backlash a lot and i don't agree with any of it you don't agree with the backlash at all no you agree with everything that she said for the most part yeah like i don't know so i was never a huge watcher of kalel yeah she's just not my type of content no um but i really really enjoyed that video because she's someone who has two million subscribers a lot of them i assume are vegan Mm -hmm. um and she was able to reach a lot of people with this message that we've been talking about a lot lately um and like while i don't ever intentionally buy something that's not vegan Mm -hmm. I definitely get cravings and yeah. definitely sometimes wish I could just like grab a chicken wing sometimes and just eat it because yeah. I crave them so bad sometimes. 
I don't do that. But I don't fault her for doing that with a candy bar once or twice a year. Like, I don't think that's the worst. If I lived in a world where it was 99% vegan, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. If everyone, every once in a while just splurged on one candy bar that isn't vegan, I think that's a pretty successful veganism campaign. I know. Like, the counter argument is that our money are our votes. Like, what what you buy tells the market what the demand is. Mm -hmm. And if you're still buying chocolate bars with milk in them, you're telling them that those are still popular and not make the other ones as accessible. So I understand that. But the idea of perfectionism is just totally wrong. Because, like, I hate that, like, if you, like, basically it comes across as if you can't do it perfect, don't do it at all. Exactly. Because, like, you're just going to get people yelling at you and yelling in your face saying you're not a good vegan or you're not a vegan or a vegetarian or whatever you're trying to be simply because you can't do it fully yet Mm -hmm. and they might not even do it to your face it might just be that all of the other vegans that you see online or hear about or read about are all talking that way and you'll start feeling inside yourself that Mm -hmm. i don't really fit in here i'm not good enough for this even if somebody no one has come out and said uh you're a failure because that had milk in it last week what the hell are you doing it's just that you're being exposed to all these people that are preaching it as a perfect thing and if you fuck up then you're a failure yeah and that's so dangerous to new vegans so dangerous to people that are curious about veganism yeah um i'm trying to think i like wrote something about this to me okay i i was like writing an op-ed for this yeah um and one of the things i put in there is that like when you screw up at work are you more motivated to move on when your boss is yelling at you and telling you you're not good enough for anything or when your boss encourages you to move past it and figure out how you can yeah. work past it? Which one are you more encouraged by? The second one. Obviously. It's the same with veganism. Yep. Like, I just, like, I don't understand how people can't grasp this. How people think yelling at someone, claim like, telling them they're not a good vegan, that they're horrible for eating one candy bar, two candy bars a year... Mm-hmm thinks that's going to get through to somebody yeah and that's going to make someone feel being like oh you know what yeah i need to stop this thank you for yelling in my face for yeah two weeks <laughs> it kind of touches on something that i think our culture just has a problem with in general which is fearing failure and shutting down failure so yeah. much whereas we need to treat failure as something that we learn from and that we need to go- experience to grow yeah. right it's important but then it also touches upon the people that are maybe doing veganism once or twice a week Mm -hmm. right and they kind of feel like that's the most they can do right now yeah and then that's like then you start getting exposed to more veganism just by doing it once or twice a week you start trying to think of like oh what other kind of meals can i make and like all that stuff exactly but they're treating it as a transition you know they're taking all the steps they can and if you don't support people like that Mm -hmm. you're not supporting the movement yeah i i totally agree with that i think it's ridiculous because like to me, it's equally as detrimental to the movement if, like, if someone is going vegan once or twice a week, that is amazing. Yeah. And I would love for them to, like, be like, you know what, I'm vegan Mondays and Tuesdays. But they're probably not saying that. Even if they're staying vegan, yeah. they're not saying that because they're going to be get so much backlash being like, oh, but you're not vegan the rest I of know. the week. Like, what are you doing? And to me, that is sucks even if that person still is vegan monday and tuesday that's awesome that they were able to like Mm -hmm. power through that but if they're afraid to talk about the fact that they're like going vegan monday and tuesday and that's it then like what's the point 
yeah, we're not making any progress. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all a bunch of these like secret hidden vegans that are once or twice a week and like that's it. And like no one's talking about it and spreading the message at all. Like to me, I'd rather live in a world where there's people eating vegan half the week mm-hmm. than a small group of the population eating vegan all the time. Yeah. And I think that veganism in general really underestimates the power of those part-time vegans mm-hmm. because those people that are doing it once or twice a week they become a lot more relatable to say their close friends or their family, family. who are like oh wow you do that once or twice a week and I you're still like a normal person yeah. we should try that too bob yeah you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i totally get that so like i like think about like my boyfriend both of our boyfriends aren't vegan but i know like it doesn't bother me because my boyfriend pretty much eats 90 percent vegan yeah out of urge because i make food for him and yeah. we go to a lot of vegan restaurants so it doesn't bother me that he eats 10 percent non-vegan i don't care because i know he's doing a big impact by not eating vegan most of, or <laughs> by eating vegan most of the time mm-hmm. so like i don't like i i think vegans are just stressing themselves out over that like tiny little percentage even if it's a majority of the time they're not vegan you're just stressing yourself out worrying about everyone else's problems yeah <laughs> like why <laughs> I think they should just focus their energy more positively and be yeah. like, this is, you know, these are little things we can do. Look how delicious this is. Oh, you had vegan, you had one meal that was vegan? That's awesome. Try this one. Yeah. What did you have? What did you struggle with? How yeah. can I help you? Not with, oh, you only had one meal? Yeah. Really? Is it that hard? What about the baby cows? How could you do that to the chickens? <laughs> so like, yeah, I just, it bothers me so much and- Again, I never talk about it mm-hmm. because I don't want to get that backlash from vegans because I know I will if I start defending people who are only vegan twice a week. I know I'll get the backlash from the vegans being like, that's not good enough. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't it, care if it's good enough for you. Yeah. It's good enough for them right now. How dare you tell people they're not good enough? Yeah. Like, that's so rude. Yeah. That's like horrible. Like, just picture it in any other situation in life. Like, if yeah. someone told you you weren't good enough at your job, you'd be like you'd be feel horrible about yourself if someone said you weren't good enough for your boyfriend or your girlfriend you'd feel terrible about yourself why does it make it okay to tell someone they're not good enough in the terms of veganism Mm -hmm. i feel like it's probably a similar problem that might go on in the fitness world whereas you're if you're just starting out working out Mm -hmm. you might feel like you're not good enough yeah because what if you can only do it a couple times a week what if you can only run for five minutes and everyone else is running for 15 yeah you know what i mean but you need to encourage those people so they keep going because every progress they make is so important Mm -hmm. veganism is the same thing yeah like i don't understand how people view veganism so different than everything else yeah like i mean if that's how you are with everything in your life i feel so sorry for you yeah you're just a dick yeah like like why i just don't understand like and i can't even imagine the other side do you not think you're a dick (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to put myself in your headspace and how you think you're helping the situation but i can't yeah like to me like has yelling ever helped you in anything maybe it's made you go vegan with someone yelling in your face about the poor animals and everything but like has it helped you in any other situation in life someone just yelling in your face that you aren't good enough and that you're a horrible human being Mm -hmm. i think just in general like being intimidating and not being welcoming doesn't help anything yeah i i like that we like to 
our form of activism is food. through food. Yeah. Delicious And food. like, I know it's already helped things because like my brother and his girlfriend eat more vegan meals yeah. now and they like ask for our recipes every once in a while. And like, that's awesome. My parents make cauliflower wings like once a week, which I never thought that they choose cauliflower wings over chicken wings now, mm-hmm. which I never thought would happen. So, like, they're doing, like, this awesome thing. My dad tried vegan pizza from Pizza Nova the other day yeah. and liked it. It's so, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's those little changes and those little things that I think actually change people. And, like, they're like, wow, I can eat vegan pizza. I didn't realize it would actually taste this good. And then they start to order it once or twice more. And they start doing it on their own. And they realize they might not even realize they're going vegan. But, like, they'll yeah. slowly start, like, less thinking of it as vegan and more thinking of it as just another food option to have. Exactly. Like, to me, if more people are thinking of veganism food as just a normal option yeah. to yeah. have at dinner, yeah. that's a win. Exactly. And I think people don't realize how much of an impact one single person can make. Mm-hmm. Like you just said. And I've experienced the exact same thing. Like I've gone vegan and that has kind of like spread out to my family. Like my parents like to make vegan meals. When we have like a dinner with extended family, they make vegan options. And yeah. they ask me about you know how do you cook this or why do you choose this and it's just like and then they might take it further you know what I mean like it's a ripple effect and that is so important every single person makes a difference yeah my parents literally buy only vegan mayo now for themselves not even for me Mm -hmm. they only buy vegan mayo and vegan butter now so I'm like and they were never doing that before so like they were able to make these decisions because I was just an example through delicious food that I bring down to them all the time um and like even like we were talking about you were talking about like dinners when you go to extended family and stuff our holiday dinners are everything on the table is vegan except the turkey or something yeah and that's like now that's a whole meal for like 15 people everyone's basically eating vegan other than the turkey and it started with one person yeah and it started with one person no one else in my family is vegan yeah they just do it because now we can all eat the same meal it tastes the exact same they know that and now so many less animals were harmed for that one meal Mm -hmm. one person can make a huge impact but that impact can be positive or negative so choose to make the positive impact yes (laughs) um now, one thing I have, like, Kalel talked about her cravings, right? Yeah. And why she, sorry that she chooses a candy bar because it's nostalgic and stuff yeah. like that. And it might be only the only thing that's available at the moment. Yeah. One thing I wonder about is if either of us ever have kids. People talk about those cravings and how they're, like, <laughs> super right? intense. I don't know what's going to happen then. I don't know. Like, I don't even it's, know how to address right? that. Yeah. Because it's just something that I wonder about. Like, what it... Are there people out there who have struggled with veganism while they're pregnant? And do they talk about that? Probably. Because, like, I mean, from my knowledge of pregnancy, which isn't much. <laughs> from the movies. <laughs> um, you get pretty strong cravings for or against stuff. Yeah. So, like, what if you have a really strong craving for meat while you're pregnant? Like Phoebe and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happens then? <laughs> exactly. Like, that stuff can be really hard to resist, I assume, because there's, like, an angry child in you trying to eat food. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm curious if anyone's had any issues with that. I mean, we know we haven't because no. <laughs> no babies here yet. No, thank you. Um, another thing, you brought up kids. I'm, like, all of those people who are, like, very, very pressuring people into going vegan and, like, I'm better. What if your kid doesn't want to eat vegan? Like, what if your kid gets to an age where it's, like, 10 and it's, like, mom, dad, I don't want to eat vegan anymore? 
I think that's fair. I think once they are old enough to make the decision yeah, for themselves. But like, I'm curious how parents of people who are like, no, you have to be vegan. I mean, it's the same. Deal with, with like, that. It's the same with religion. Right? I guess so, It probably yeah. happens or with politics. It yeah. happens. If your kids feel differently than you do, how you approach that situation just is probably how you approach a lot of situations yeah. in life. You can either be accepting or you can force them to feel the way you do, even if they don't. Yeah. So be accepting. Which has always been like when I've like talked about my boyfriend about like raising kids and whether they'll be vegan or not, which we're still discussing. Uh-huh. Um, my thought always, like I never thought anything else. I was like, I plan on hopefully raising them vegan until they can tell me otherwise what they want yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to be vegan, they don't have to be vegan. That's totally up to them. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I mean, I'm sure they'll want to, I mean, who knows what the world will be like. But also, like, they're kids, so they have to eat whatever I make them, so. (laughs) Yeah, but once they can cook for themselves. But I think when kids are curious about not being vegan, it's probably because their friends are eating all these other things that they're not eating. But if the world is, like, way more vegan by the time your kids are 10 and 11, then it might not even be a problem. (laughs) The minority might be non-vegan. Exactly. What? (laughs) So you never know. Yeah. Um, We got a little off topic. Um, yeah, no, I just think, I think it's unfortunate that now Kalel doesn't feel compelled like to she call can herself be, a vegan. Yeah, like she can be part of the vegan community Yeah, because she was such a good voice for it and so strong for it. And like she was receiving some really, did you see the DMs that she's been sent? Not all. I've seen a couple things. I haven't been paying attention much to the there was responses one, on it. but There was one she was sent um, from somebody who has always been one of those more pushy vegans. Yeah. And she started off listening to Kalel's rant being like, oh, man, I got some stuff to say to Kalel. And by the end, she was like, no, I'm doing this wrong. I need, wow. I need to approach people more openly because I'm holding them back because I'm so aggressive. closed off and yeah. aggressive about it. Wow. That's crazy. So, it, like she can make such a difference Mm -hmm. and her opinion is not wrong yeah no there's like i i hate when people try and tell people how to live their lives that's what i hate Mm -hmm. about these types of movements um because I, i don't know i like i hate when people try and tell me what I should be doing or what I should be allowed to do I can't like I don't want to do that to other people yeah like that's just let people decide for themselves and like to me when it comes to like this veganism thing and being pushy or not I feel like if I were a pushy vegan and be yelling all the time and telling people they're not good enough instead of making a vegan I'd make someone who hates the vegan movement and I'd much rather make someone who eats a vegan meal a week yeah than someone who hates the vegan movement yeah. and thinks veganisms or and thinks vegans are assholes. Yeah. Like I'd much rather be someone who changes just one meal in one person a week and that's it. Yeah. Even if that's as far as it went, I'd rather have done that. Yeah. You can spark curiosity in people or you can seriously drive them away. Yeah. So let's go for curiosity through delicious <laughs> food. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, it's not the only way for activism. I think personally I think food's the best way. That's my own personal opinion. That's what turned me vegan. The food looked awesome. I decided to try it. It's obviously not the only way. Obviously, some harsh activist approach works for some people. Mm -hmm. I don't think it works for the majority, but that's our own opinions, I guess. Yeah, I think just in general, extremes 
are difficult for people to deal with. Yeah. So if you're being too extreme about it, it can intimidate people. It can, you know, scare them a bit. So that's that's why I think food is the best way because it's not too extreme. Everyone loves food. Every And everyone kind of has to eat food. Yeah, and everyone loves delicious food. I think, why not? <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't you like delicious food? <laughs> I hate delicious food <laughs> interesting tell I me like more mediocre food okay so that i'm never let down but i'm also never <laughs> happy <laughs> wow what an interesting way to live i know it's just like that way food is just not like my life isn't just revolving around food you just food don't want to feel there. too much yeah i just don't want to feel too obligated to food <laughs> okay okay oh this was a good chat i hope we didn't insult anybody this no, is yeah i hope we were as accepting as we think we are yeah i think everyone's doing as best as they can right now um <laughs> 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 uh, i don't know i just like if i have to say anything just like don't be a dick yeah and like let people move at their own pace yeah like, it took Devin two years to go fully vegan. Yep. Who cares if it takes that long? Who cares? Like, I went vegan overnight. That's a very, very rare story. Mm-hmm. Most people take a long time to go vegan. Yeah. If you're out there and you're thinking about veganism or you're just dipping your toes, that's okay. Don't feel like you're not doing enough. Don't feel like you can't ever do it. There's lots of us who took our time and there's lots of us who are, like, identifying as vegan but still feel like we're not doing enough because there are the extremists out there who say you have to do all these things like don't worry about cravings they happen i have been vegan over four years and still crave chicken wings all the time (laughs) so you just have to kind of think of creative ways to satisfy those cravings Mm -hmm. and it might not come easy but like you'll find certain things that help you satisfy those cravings we believe in you. <laughs> we will help you. If you have cravings that you can't satisfy, send us a message on social media somewhere and we can try and find some creative ways to help satisfy those cravings via food. <laughs> okay, this was a good chat. Do you have any last words to say? I think I've said it all. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> I think I've said all I have to say on this. Yeah. I think we're just repeating ourselves a little bit. Yeah. But it was kind of fun to talk about current topics and just let it out yeah um (laughs) i hope we did so in a constructive manner because that's kind of what we were bashing people not being constructive so i hope that we were (laughs) i hope we were i hope we were an asshole yeah if we were let us know (laughs) and if you like the style of episode or you have other topics you want to recommend um you can send us suggestions we are at two market girls on social media we're on instagram twitter facebook check out our blog two market girls on youtube and two market girls dot com is it dot com or dot ca always com. <laughs> um also uh this podcast has its own instagram account at tmg underscore unfiltered so if you want to talk more podcast things i mean we'll talk about them on any social platform but at tmg underscore unfiltered is the hub for this podcast yeah be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes give it a rating or leave a review that would be very helpful and that's all for this episode be kind people be kind and thank you for listening yes bye